Broadcasting live around the globe from San Antonio, deep in the heart of Texas. This is Paranormal Analytical. I'm your host, Eddie Hill, and I will be presenting reports and evidence of some of the most astonishing paranormal claims. I'm joined by my co-host, Renee Rodriguez, and our director and producer, Miguel Cantu, who'll be monitoring the chat room and phone line. We have a fantastic show for you tonight that will open your minds to the infinite possibilities in our universe. Be comfortable and prepare yourself for the best paranormal show in the world. This is Paranormal Analytical. So we think we've got some issues over here worked out, but we were waiting for our guest to uh, come over here and uh, get online with us. However, I don't know if uh, you're on here. Johnny, are you online with us? Oh, I know. I had that playing on purpose. Okay. Well, we got it going. <laughs> hey, Johnny, are you online with us right now? Hello. Yeah, Eddie. This is Johnny. Can you hear Hey, me? there he is. Johnny, how you doing? Okay. We're just making sure you're on. And uh, right now we also have my uh, co-host, Renee Rodriguez. Howdy. And we have my other co-host. We have uh, Mr. Go ahead and say your name. I like the way you say it. Dylan Holiday. There you go. Look at that. Dylan Holiday. You know, he says it with such authority. It's almost like the gunfighter himself. And then we have our director and producer, we have Miguel Cantu with us. Hello, everybody. Thank you for joining. I didn't forget you this time. Yeah, yeah. Thank you. Thank you. See, that was pretty cool. See, I normally forget you, but I didn't today. (laughs) So anyway, we've got a great show set up for you guys. Now, we did have Robert Vandenbroek, which was going to be on here, but apparently he had something come up and he wasn't going to make it onto the show. But we have Johnny Webb, which is his best friend, and he's also one of the main ones that's helping uh, Robert with a lot of the spirit photographs that's coming up and also with these uh, different types of, uh, I want to say. Paranormal experiences. Huh? Different types of paranormal experiences. Yeah, different paranormal experiences, but you also, you, you just went and took these this evidence for DNA testing, which we'll be getting into later which is yeah. really, really cool. So uh, everybody uh, like to say thank you for joining us today. We're kind of like 
hustling the last minute to get everything done. But uh, we're on, so we've got the show going for you tonight. So anyway, um, tell us a little bit about Robert and what he has going on, Johnny. Okay. Um, well, good evening, everybody. Um, Johnny Webb here in London. Um, I'm a co-host to Dr. J Radio Live Show, and he came on initially as one of our guests about two and a half years ago um, through Nancy Talbot, who was a crop circle serologist. Uh, we'd had her on a few times, and she'd always mentioned Robert, but we thought it would be a good idea to get him on the show. I'd heard about Robert oh, 10 years ago, you know, at least, you know, uh, going back to sort of 2002 that this gentleman was able to do particularly strange things. He was able to predict crop circles, snow rings in the wintertime. So, uh, you know, he was just having a lot of phenomenon. Um, when I got over to see him, I originally got there, Eddie, regarding these tentacles that he claimed that three years ago in a field in Breda where he lives, that he was watching an egg in the sky and this egg was a milky colored it was night time and it was hovering in a field and he drove up near to the field and he said as soon as i stopped on my moped and got off two balls came out of this egg that was hovering about 150 feet above him about 100 foot away uh he said there was no sound um it was absolutely bright white light coming off it and these two eggs come and touch the ground uh, they were spinning as they come down with a vortex around each egg. He said as they touched the ground in this field, they both turned into two grey-looking aliens. But the difference between these greys and any other grey is that they've got tentacles on their chest and on their back. Um, so he's standing there in, in dismay. He's looking, he says uh, to his thoughts, he can hear them talking to him. They're saying, Robert, don't be afraid. We've come to give you a gift for humanity. And he's thinking, yeah, right, I've got OCD. <laughs> the last thing I want to do is come anywhere near you. And then he hears another thought in his head that says, Robert, I've made all things, even things humans have yet to see. And this ain't my words. This is Robert's word. He's telling me what he's hearing in his head. I believe when he's telling me that, it's God talking to him. Uh, he says all of this is to do with God, but God of a higher constellation, uh, above all stars and constellations that we understand on Earth. He says God is... Uh, a multi-diverse universe, dimensional verse, uh, parallel verse um, types of system, and, and that we're caught in a small part of it, and we have a very minimal understanding. But Robert, being from three years old, able to uh, see the dead, um, initially he'd see dead people, he'd tell his mum and dad, and they'd say, no, Robert, you don't see that. And he'd say, yes, mummy, I do see that. And they said, no, Robert, that's our shadow that you're seeing. And he says, no, mummy, that's not a shadow. That's a being. I can see it. So initially, um, he started to have a lot of paranormal experiences. And with it came a bit of OCD. He'd rub his hands a lot and uh, always washing his hands. His dad said, up, you know, 150 times a day. So uh, we took him to the psychiatrist for the children. And they analyzed him for a year, over a year period. And then... Um, they decided that there's actually not really nothing wrong with him. He's actually a psychic. Uh, he has a special gift. He's gifted. So they let him out. And he, about as a young man, he sort of um, wouldn't really talk to friends and people about his experiences because he, he realized that not everyone is like that. And so he sort of kept it to himself. But then about sort of 12, 13, he started to he could see circles. Uh, and or not just see them, he could see them in his thoughts. And then they would manifest in, in, in the fields near to his home, you know? 
Any other questions while but, I'm carrying on? <coughs> but this gray that he saw, it's not yeah, like the type of gray that everybody sees. It's uh, This was totally different, wasn't it? Exactly. These two, they, he hasn't told me what planet or dimension they've come from, only that they came here to give him a gift to prove disclosure and to prove uh, that there's properties in this tentacles that will benefit humanity. So, yeah, these two greys, they're, they're looking at him. They say to him, we want to touch you, Robert. And he's like, ooh, I don't feel like it. His OCD's kicking in. And as I say, he hears this word from his higher self saying, Robert, don't be afraid. Um, so he holds his hand out in extension and they rub a coil. They coil their te one of these tentacles around his wrist. So he's shaking it and then they let it go. But he said in all that fear at that time, uh, he said then, then this overwhelming love, you know, unconditional love comes and he feels at one with them. Uh, he feels sad that they say they must leave now. He says, please take me with you. They're like, no, Robert, you must stay here. Um, they then disappear in front of him. They go back into the balls. They go back up into the spaceship. And then the spaceship implodes into a dot, just like in the old days when you turn the TV off at night. You'd have a little dot in the center of the screen. Well, that's what basically happened with this mothership or the scout ship, whatever it is. The egg in the sky. Um, he then hears thud, 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 thud. And even though this, the, 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 the mothership has disappeared and it's gone dark again in this field now. He said the, the, the milky egg was lighting up the beings, lighting up the ground. He said, but as soon as it imploded, um, it went pitch black but he could still see the six tentacles on the floor. So he thought instantaneously, oh my God, there's been a dematerialization accident. And he's heard, no, Robert, these are the gift for humanity. You know, ours will grow back. So with that, he goes to his moped, he gets a, a little bin liner out the back of it, a plastic bag, and picks up these tentacles and he takes them home to his house in Breda. In Bussenhof. So, so what what do you make I, of it? I mean, what do you make of this? Your own your own personal opinion. Well, it was off, it's obviously a tall tower. It's a very tall tower to those on the outside, to those that have never had any experience, to those that have never had a photograph appear on their phone camera, to those that have never seen a crop circle. Uh, it's a very tall tower, and I do respect that. But I needed to check it out, so I said to him, Robert you still got these tentacles? He said, yeah, they're in my freezer. I said, well, I'd like to pull them out of the freezer, take photographs and video of them and make a new report. And we'll put the report out and we'll get feedback and we'll get someone to test them. And he said, I've tried, John, but no one listens. No one will take up your offer. I said, all right, then we'll let's see. So he makes a video a couple of months back, puts it out for two months and lots of fun, lots of laughs, lots of, uh, you know, jesting and joking but no one serious comes up and says Robert and I'll test them so I drove over there I drove from England in my Jeep and I went and stayed with him for five days and the first thing I said was Robert where's these tentacles he said they're in the freezer there so I opened the freezer looked at them I thought that's right and as I look out the window I can see this exact site where I'm looking at a video that he did two days before or a day before I got there of this UFO hovering above the apartments across the road from him whereby they've lowered their self in front of the apartment windows that they're now blocking out the lights of the apartment so you clearly see a UFO in front of an apartment blocking out the lights you know I've seen a lot of 
Chinese, Japanese UFOs going in front behind buildings, but never blocking the light out of the building, of the windows. Um, so anyway, so I got there. There's the view, lovely view. I thought, right, got my camera, filmed it, um, went to the freezer, got the tentacles out. I thought they looked genuine to me. This, you know, he's got bought two more from a friend that has been holding on to them. They're all there. I photographed a lot of them. Uh, and then obviously the, the the task was to come into some realization. What what am I up against here with Robert Vandenbroek? Uh, he's a medium. I knew that. Um, so I'm sitting with him, and I said, Robert, um, thank you for showing me the tentacles. And uh, obviously, the day before, you've had this UFO outside your window, and you've got photographs of it. And I'm now here, sh you know, photographing the view of that window, so it's clear that it's not manipulation. I looked on his laptops. He's got two laptops. One's his, one's his friend's stands. I checked both of those. Uh, I did timestamps. And I looked, there's no Photoshop on there. There's no manipulation programs. There's nothing on there for video editing. They are standard computers. They have not been manipulated. His mobile phone is a Galaxy 5. Uh, that's what he filmed the particular shot of the UFO outside his house, literally two days before I got there. Um, again, I checked on that. No manipulation software. Now my phone's a Galaxy 7. It doesn't have any manipulation software on it. It is straightforward as you snap, it will save it. In this case, it saves it to my card. Um, it's all real. When I got there, everything is real. And that's what was starting to shake me because I was kind of hoped to find a fault with it because I didn't believe Robert. But the tower is so tall, you know, you have to really try and say, let's do some investigation. So what we've got is evidence, physical evidence. So you know that evening not that evening but the second evening i dry he says to me john let's go to the field so i said i've already been to the field i filmed it before i come and met you he said well let's go back to the field i want to show you something so we're driving back to the field and um as i'm sitting there in the film i'm saying okay robert so how far to the right these trees you've got one two three four five six what is it the fifth or the sixth tree that these thing landed in in the field and as i look at him to say that not even five seconds, I hadn't been there two minutes. This crop circle appears in front of me. From looking at him in my passenger seat, looking back ahead of me, there's this crop circle. And it wasn't there before. It wasn't there the day before when I filmed it all. And it just started to excite me. It was like, wow, you know, I've seen crop circles in England, but I've never seen them appear as quick as that. So I started to realize some of this phenomenon is very real. It's real. I'm saying some because I don't know about the rest of it yet. But some of this phenomenon I'm seeing is very real, and I'm thinking, wow, um, he's made a crop circle appear. So come the morning, because um, that was about 4.30 in the morning, uh, we've stayed there for an hour or so, and I said, Robert, let's go back, make a coffee, have a cigarette, we'll come back in the morning when it's light. So we did, we turned back up about quarter past seven, and he says, John, I want to take your camera and film. So I give him my little phone, mobile phone, and my um, GoPro, and he starts snapping, He's snapping away, snapping away, snapping away. And he says, John, come and have a look at this. So I come to the camera, and there's this photo bomb of a little ET, a grey, in my camera on my Galaxy 7. There's no manipulation. I watched him the entire time as he was snapping away. And then comes a photo bomb of an alien. And I said, tell me about that alien. He said, well, he's an ET. Um... He's, uh, a, he's half dimensional and he's half spiritual, but he's not material. He's sort of not material. Um, I've got it on video somewhere, what he said about it. 
it, it was it was very extraordinary because literally while I was there that evening talking to him about the crop circle, how these crop circles come, was it a UFO, uh, what made the crop circle, uh, he said a whoosh, a whoosh has come down on top of it, John, from a UFO. It's an invisible UFO, but it seems like a whoosh. So there's been a, a weight or a magnet or an energy pushed down on the crops. And that was the thing. These crops, they had dandelions in them. And the dandelions are laying down with all the seeds of the dandelions still in them. Now, I don't understand how that works, you know, because if you had a plank and you was out there an hour before, which he wasn't because he was with me the entire time, you would see stem marks, you would see plank marks, you would see all of these phenomenon that come with making crop circles, but there was none of that. And I witnessed it, so I know that it wasn't fake, and I watched the phenomenon of, of, of the way literally these dandelions were laying down in it. And I thought to myself, you know, this is a, a strange incident. Can you tell me about who's doing it, Robert? Uh, he says the others, the others being them from above, um, the highest of constellations and stars, and they're the closest with God. They're our space brothers and sisters, and we should start to call them that. Um, it was a phenomenon. For me, I'm like, you know, I'm just trying to trying to run a radio show with Dr. J, and. You know, now we get a challenge. Look, this guy wants to test his tentacles. So it was around the corner for me, in a sense. It's closer to me to get to Holland in two and a half hours than it is, say, Dr. J in New York, in, in L.A. But um, so I took up the challenge. But it was a phenomenon because to me, it was like having a cake with a cherry on it. And through that four or five days, I just kept getting more cake with more cherries. So that was what I'm saying. In, in the first couple of hours or days of being in there, I've already had mass phenomenon. Um, I've recorded it all and I've uploaded it. Um, and, I, and I was getting sort of, how can I say it? Like, uh, it was too real. It was too much, you know, even, even for me. And I'm up, you know, I'm, I'm open-minded. I'm, I'm a believer in spirituality and high dimensions. I believe in Jesus Christ. I believe that, you know, in God, uh, through Jesus Christ, you know, I'm a Christian. I don't care if people want to cuss Christians or whatever and, you know, diminish our, our ways. But I know it's a spiritual truth. And for me, uh, Eddie, when I was out there, uh, I was only talking to my God. I was saying, look, good, Lord Jesus, if this is your will and this is right, and there are things here to understand, and please show me, Lord. But if this is not your work, Lord, and this is not of the way, please also show me and, and make me understand so I can get the hell out of it. But that never happened. All I kept getting was everything I'd asked, asking if possible, should I say, just kept coming and happening. And so we had this little photo bomb. We had, so, so I've got a UFO that's landed outside his house. He's showing me the video of that. I've got this um, crop circle that's appeared in the field on the second, on the third evening of being with him. Um, I've got a photo bomb in the morning of that crop circle of a little ET. And then the next day I'm at his flat and I'm saying, look, um, and please forgive me if anyone's listening, it's connected to Art Bell, but I did ask, look, Art Bell recently died on the 13th of April. And he's always talked about aliens and UFOs and crop circles and ghosts and phenomenon. And I wondered if he's ever reached out to try to make that link back. And Robert said, well, you know, it's possible, John, it's possible. But I shall ask the others. 
and I forgot all about it. But I did record it because I was recording everything when I was with Robert. So I recorded it saying, look, is it possible that the others might be able to con contact Art Bell? And then I left it at that because, you know, you don't know. You just, you're asking, you just don't know what's going on. You don't know who's listening. You, you know, there are beings around you that are listening, but I don't see them. I don't see any of them. I didn't see any of the ghosts. I didn't see, I didn't see any of the images. Um, I only saw it being videoed and on camera, but in physical, there was no ET. There was none of these images of beings around me. I never felt that for any minute I was standing next to a ghost and there's a ghost and I can see it. I didn't see anything. But I just knew that as my camera's clicking away and I'm filming behind the camera that's clicking, or in this case, it's not a camera, it's my phone camera. But as it's clicking it, I'm videoing him. <coughs> so he says to me, John, um, this is, uh, his friend Stan's turned up. Um, Stan is another medium uh, who's worked with Robert since, gosh, uh, at least 2010. And he's been working with Robert, um, making videos, recording the phenomenons, uh, you know, he's had Princess Diana in his house. He's talked to Princess Diana. He's had videos and photos of Princess Diana in his house. I mean, there is absolute masses and masses of phenomenon. And his dad, Peter, has collected this since Robert was a little, you know, little boy. He's kept all of the documents, all of the details, all of the photos, all of the VHSs, all the way up to, you know, today's DVDs. And, and he, he's got so much material that's just not even researched but there's there's loads of it but nancy talbot used to do all that work for him vigorously and and precisely to detail you know the detail which he take from the crop circles the measurements the uh the testings and and you know the nodes and and all of these like details which is beyond me but i've brought some of the sample back to england and i do have a meeting in april in sorry in august first in Wiltshire, which is a crop circle region where they do a lot of seminars, and I've, me and Robert have been invited there. So we're going to go there. I'm going to try and bring some more of that sample with me from that first crop circle. But um, so yeah, everything just kept coming on board, and and to me it was like, wow, it's real, it's really happening. And as much as I wanted to be skeptical, there's no skepticism in this. You cannot be skeptical because it is real. It's a real event. It's really happening. So. He says to me about four o'clock in the morning, because I'm a late bird as well. As you can see, I'm still up late now talking to you guys. But I'm a late bird as a general rule, because my show starts at three in the morning on the West Coast. And so I'm always up till five o'clock in the morning. So my body clock is still up. And we're sitting up. And we're, I was having a cigar with Robert, in fact, because he likes to have a cigar now and again when he feels spiritual. Uh, he don't smoke in the daytime. He doesn't puff anything. Uh, he just likes these little Panatella cigars. And I'm having a cigar with him on the balcony. And then I hear him say, John? I said, what's the matter? He said, I feel very dizzy, John. And uh, I said, what do you mean you feel dizzy? He says, yes, I feel dizzy. There is a man here. I said, a man? And that made my sort of hairs go up a little bit because I'm thinking, who's this man? I can't see him. And uh, he says, yes, there's a man here for you, John. He knows you. He likes you. He's got glasses on. I said, glasses? Is it me dad? And he said, give me your camera. So I gave him my phone camera again, and he snap, 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 snapping away out in the hallway. We're first in the main living room, but then he takes it out to the hallway to his front door. And he snap, snap, snapping away, and up comes these images. And the first image comes up, and I'm looking at it, and I'm thinking, is that the guy I just spoke to yesterday from Darren, from, from 
uh, UFO TV because we just did an interview the day before with him, you know. No, sorry, that was the day after. I'd been watching the video the day before with him. And, and um, so I thought it was him. But when I've looked again, it's not him. And then there's a the next picture come through. So he's sort of scrolling with his thumb along the pictures of the photos that he's taken on my phone camera. And the next picture was an absolute definition of Art Bell, but very young Art Bell. He looked young. He was smiling. You could see his teeth. You could see his eyes. Um, and that's the thing I wanted to go back to. When I was talking with abductees, they always talk about, it depends, I suppose, how spiritual you are. If you're not very spiritual, you'd say, when you're being abducted, oh, I want to kill him. I can't wait to kill this alien that's trying to abduct me. You know. But someone who's spiritual will say, how can I help you, alien? What do you want from me? What can I do for you? There's a big difference in it. And what had happened was is that when the uh, photo bomb from the ET was on the f on my camera, I said to Robert literally the day before, these ETs, these others you talk about, when they come around you and stuff, do you feel afraid or frightened by them? He said, no. I said, because a lot of people report, you know, they're lying in their bed, a blue light comes through the room, comes through the floor, the ceiling, the windows, the doors, frames, whatever, and then within a few seconds, there they are. They're standing in front of me, this small alien grey. He's looking me straight in the face. I can't move back from him, and he's paralysing me. And with that, there is no love, no empathy. There is nothing there. It is cold. It is, it is the horriblest feeling, John, they tell me. And I was talking to Robert about that feeling because I said to him, the photobomb... The eyes, when you zoom in, because that's a 4K camera with, you know, fine definition. It's high definition. 4K high, ultra high definition. When you zoom into it, you can see the membrane in the eye of this little grey. And it doesn't look frightening, and it doesn't look menacing, and it doesn't look evil, and it doesn't look like he's going to do me something bad, you know? And I never felt any of that negative vibe there. I felt an open-minded vibe, you know? It was nice. Um, it was it was titillizing, as we'd say in English, titillizing. It, it was like, wow, there's, there's something to this. But it's not a circus act. He's not a circus. He's a real person uh, with gifted psychic abilities. Now, I'm looking at these photos with him, and I'm, Stan's filming it on, on his camera as well. So we've got video as well as photographs. And what happened is, is I'm looking through the photos, and then what do I see? I see Art Bell come through, but absolutely crystal clear, where his teeth are there, his eyes are there behind his glasses, and you can see a man that looks 30 years younger, and he's smiling and happy. And I said, oh, thank you, Art, for turning up. You know, thank you for showing us, you know, that there is something on the afterlife. It was telling me right there and then, uh, Eddie, that we don't die, we don't die. When we cross over, it's like passing through one door for another. You know, we don't die. There is life after death. And that was showing me that. And that was showing me that Art Bell had chosen to come back. But again, this is all... That, that is just incredible. I mean, there's so many stories that you have concerning this. I mean, it's just, it goes on and on. It's great. And we're going to come back after this break, but we got to take a quick break. So uh, stand by. Don't go anywhere. We're going to get into more uh, spirit photography. And we're also going to be posting some photos online for you guys to see while we're talking about it. So we'll be right back.
Ben Franklin said, If you do the same thing tomorrow as you did today, you're going to get the same tomorrow as you got today. Changing the world starts with you, and changing you starts with changing the way you think. Late Night in the Midlands can help. Listen to all of our shows at latenightinthemidlands.com because things really do need to change. You can listen to the LNM Radio Network 24 hours a day, 7 days a week through the Paranormal Radio app. Available from lnmradionetwork.com or talkstreamlive.com on both Android and Apple. Our call to listen line is open 24-7. Dial 701-719-9704 so you can listen on the go. The LNM Radio Network and Late Night in the Midlands depends on you, the listener. Without you, there would be no us. So help us continue to bring you the best guests with the best information and subscribe today. Information on becoming an LNM subscriber can be found at the top of LateNightInTheMidlands.com. Just click the About Subscriptions tab and become part of the family while helping the truth stay alive. And while you're at it, maybe subscriptions aren't for you. A one-time donation helps as well. Click that Donate button on the right side of LateNightInTheMidlands.com and help us help you. To hide the truth once you know it makes you think that you are better than everyone else. It makes you into the type of person who says, Ooh, I have a secret, but you're not ready to hear it yet. However, for $39.95, I'll let you in on the secret. You'll lead the people to the promised land for the cheap price of three easy payments of one-third of their soul apiece.
All right, we're back live. How are y'all doing today? I am just chowing down on a brownie, so you got to give me a second here. <laughs> <You're> right there. <laughs> <laughs> what was that you just playing? That was kind I, of strange. I, I let Miguel take over the studio there so, for a minute. So Eddie has a playlist of songs on his computer for break time. Uh, he had one queued up for uh, his coffee break. Uh, didn't make it back in time, so I said, oh, let me play a song, whatever's on here. And I saw one and said, uh, what was it, My Little Girl or something like that. So he has recordings of his daughter singing. So that was his daughter serenading everybody. Yeah, so that, that was my daughter kid, she's, everybody. She's so. in town for the summer, so yeah. he's trying yeah, to make her home. That was kind of spooky, home. actually. Huh? That was kind of spooky. It, 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 it worked. Yeah, well, it's a spooky show, you know. We've got to have a little bit of spook going on in there, you know. So, all right, I don't know where Dylan went. <laughs> I think he took off for a break himself. Uh, well, we went black. Skype messages in from Johnny. Okay. Uh, trying to figure out what what's going on right now. Uh, once here. we go to break, we always got some kind of things to deal with. So, yeah. in the meantime, uh, just thanks to everyone that's in the chat room right now. We, we've had several people uh, join us, and everybody's saying hello. Uh, so thank you for tuning in. Uh, don't forget, you can also check us out on the LNM network uh, online, uh, streaming online, lnmradionetwork.com. And uh, you can catch our show. Uh, starts at what time, Eddie? Does it air? Uh, it's going to air 4 a.m. 4 a.m. Friday morning. Friday morning. Central and time? it goes from 4 to 6. All right. On LNM radio. And it's always, it's always a re rebroadcast of what we record on our, our Facebook Live recordings. So everybody can tune in. If they didn't catch the show, uh, when we have it, they can always tune in later live. Absolutely. Uh, or check out our podcast. And anybody that's willing to, to keep us on the air of LNM, go ahead and give a donation or contribution. You can go to their website, lnmradio.com, and uh, give them a donation. They're looking for anything from a dollar on up to... A thousand, if you want, or or even more than that, if you like. I yeah. mean, they'll they'll take, they'll take more. It. They'll, they'll take, take more it. money. Yeah, I mean, if you want to give them, a, you know, ten thousand dollars, I mean, L and M will take it. Mm -hmm. And it's alternative media, so you don't have a real, you know, news network feeding you the same kind of line. No, that they I mean, this is this is all single... actual stuff. We're not censored in any mm -hmm. way, shape, or form. A little bit. I mean, we can't curse online. Well, you know, I, true. And <laughs> that's I mean, the only that, censorship. That that makes it kind of hard but for me topics, to talk. The topics know, so, are great. That's why you stutter so much. So what, what do you think so far, Renee? Of, uh, You've been pretty quiet. Oh, I, well, I have no chance to talk. I've been so fascinated. <laughs> I've also, guys, Renee, sorry, it's Johnny Webb in London again. I've brought Tom on, who's made our videos, uh, who's also very privy to Robert Vandenbroek, and I wanted to introduce him to your show as well. Absolutely. I saw that you brought him on. I appreciate that. Hey, it's a pleasure to meet you. Tom, you there? Oh, I don't know if he's there. I think he was trying to, was he trying to call in? Oh, he's here. He's here. Hey. Oh, there he is. He's here. He's speaking of himself in third person, too. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, I just posted another picture up there online for everybody to see. This is another one of uh, another spirit photograph that's in the box with us that was taken. And uh, as we're talking, keep a lookout on the box. Uh, we'll be posting photographs of, you know, some of these spirit photographs as we go along on some of the different ones that I have. But... Uh, yeah, I mean, Renee, what's your thoughts, man? I mean, you you've no, heard I quite a bit. For you, Johnny. Now, now the, this these tentacles that you that you photographed and you said you, you took them. I didn't hear hear him. Okay, Renee, Johnny, get closer. Hey, Johnny, can you hear me? Hello. 
Can you hear him? No. Okay, Johnny, hang on. I don't know if he's got a, a feed going through. Well, he's going to have I heard, that I heard, is that Dylan? I hear two people. Wait. I hear Eddie and Dylan. No, that's Dylan Renee. Renee. Renee, can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you. Yes. Roger, we are go for Miko. Okay, Johnny, can you hear me? Standing by on your signal, Captain. <laughs> okay, uh... No, he's not hearing me. He's not I, hearing I don't know me. what happened. Well, it's going to have an echo. He knows, Doctor. He knows. Well, we are trying over here. And well, I we can we can always relay the question. So, Renee, ask us. We can repeat it. And, uh, well, that's that's strange. You can't hear me, though. So what, yeah, back on that's, what, what was the topic? Hold on a second here. I had a question about the tentacles about him getting uh, taken. Well, if, if you can hear me, Johnny, uh, I wanted to ask about the uh, the evidence you took, you took in. You took it into a lab. It, was this a professional lab, or what, what kind of lab was this? So Renee's asking about the tentacles, if the sample was taken into a, an actual lab, or what kind of lab was it that's, that's doing the review on the specimen? Okay. The well, yeah, I bought, I bought a specimen back to England and I gave it to the Natural History Museum in London and they have a centre inside there called the Angela Murmur Centre which deals with DNA sequencing. So I spoke to a lady there called Dr Christina Fisher and I explained to her that I had a tentacle from a client that needed testing. It was found in his field. He wants to remain, name, sorry, he wants to remain anonymous. Um, but it was found in a field in Breda in Holland. So that was the information I gave her. Um, so she arranged for a date, which was Monday to come in, but Monday over here was a bank holiday. So I went in on the Tuesday afternoon and I met with her and she took the sample from me. Uh, I gave her a brief description of how I came about it. And um, I told her that I think that it would probably need a new base sequence. Um, I don't think you're gonna find it on a chart. Some people have even suggested to me that the DNA may even come back as human for the fact that these aliens say that they're us from the future. Um, but again, I, I don't know what's going to come back. I'm interested. As I look at it, it certainly looks like uh, an octopus tentacle. Um, when I cut into it and looked into its meat, it looks like an octopus tentacle. But with what I've seen, uh, and I haven't even told you all of it yet, but with what I've seen being with Robert, there's no doubt for me that this will have some unusual properties, uh, probably properties that will be unknown. But again, I'm, I'm speculating at this point, but I'm going on my gut. My gut feeling says that everything while I was there was real. It happened. Um, the photo bombs, the art bell, my wife coming into photos. Later on, uh, when I was leaving, more photos. Um, so for me, that, that experience of taking it to the Natural History Museum, I didn't feel I was going down a, a dead-end road, that I was going to go and make myself look a fool. Um, I told them straight, you've got to put your money now where your mouth is because they're going to investigate this. And they want a payment. So they want £360 in English plus VAT. So it works out about £408, about $560. Um, and that was wired to me through my PayPal. And... Uh, as far as I can see, they've put their money where their mouth is. Now, if it was just an octopus tentacle, 500 pounds to go and test that it's an octopus tentacle and it come back that it's an octopus tentacle is a waste of money. So I don't think that they've done that to waste money or to pull a wool over the, the world's eyes. I think this is disclosure. Yeah, that's, that's a lot of money to be putting out. What do you think, Renee? 
Well, is he afraid that uh, somebody's going to try to stop him? Is he afraid for his safety? Is he afraid for his safety? No. No, he believes in the, in the Lord. I believe in the Lord. Um, what is there to be afraid of? We're not doing anything untoward. We're not trying to make a new race. We're not trying to take over the world. We're just trying to give a piece of information that was given to Robert that says that it will show disclosure and it will give properties for humanity. So I feel obliged to do it. I feel obligated to do it. No one else has done it. No one else wants to take up the, the challenge of it. So I did it. Um, not because I want to get myself known. Uh, I'm already known in a sense. But I mean, I did it because I believed that there is a real phenomenon going on and no one wants to touch it. Although, yes, we get lots of crop circle people that come every year to Holland as well. And lots of crop circles every year, without doubt, come. And the thing is, is Robert is able to predict those crop circles. In some cases, draw those circles before they've even come. Um, an example of one ex example is, is he, not just crop circles, he does snow rings. Now, when you get, say, uh, a little AV up in the air and you're looking down on this snow circles, there's no footprints in and out of this snow circle. You know, so it, it's this real phenomenon that's going on there. Now, when I went back, in like a few days later with Robert, well, before I even went back to the crop circle, the next day, after the Art Bell scenario, I was asking him again about this phenomenon with what caused someone to, I would say, smash a, win a brick through his window. And the tree that he goes to, see, Robert takes a, a, a journey every day on his moped, and he takes out, he goes out on, on his motorbike, and he drives through these country sort of fields and there's a row of trees and then one particular tree is much bigger than all the rest of them it's a sort of an older tree uh, and he says that tree is a lovely tree john and it, i talk with that tree all the time um he talks about energy giving energy um from it you know a lot of people we, we always talk about people that hug trees right and we laugh at it but the fact is is sharing energy is what it is sharing the makeup of the cell you know, I was talking to one gentleman the other day. He was saying to me that every single cell has the ability to think and feel and to be part of. So those people that laugh when they say they tap their car and say, thank you so much for getting me to A to B. Um, they really are in tune with the cellular level. And it's at that level that that consciousness resides. And so when Robert's taking me to this tree and he's telling me about the energy of the tree, He's talking about how the, the tree is alive and speaks to him and gives energy. So that for him is a sacred place. It's, it's, a, it's a comfort place for him to go and be. Um, being Robert Vandenbroek and taking on all of this phenomenon of third kind, fourth kind, um, plus what we call the phenomenon of, of, of say, an experiencer, the phenomenon of someone who's a medium, um, with all of that, extra information that he receives that we're lucky that we don't we don't get all of that we don't see dead people as an average um for him it, it, there's a big depression within all of it um it's depressing that, that his own countrymen in holland don't believe what he's doing don't believe what he's saying they try to trip him up try to make him a charlatan and he says john i'm not a charlatan you can see this all yourself you know and i know he's not a charlatan because i've taken my time to go and meet him yeah a lot of people that email in and make videos about him and you know all of these things but they've never spoken to him 
And so, uh, as I say, for me to go there and bear witness to it, 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 it was the truth for me. It really is a real event. Um, but anyway, so one day we're by this tree and he shows me the tree has been um, hacked up is the only way to say it. Someone's used a chainsaw and has tried to chop chunks out of this tree, but obviously being a bit artistic as well, they've made some sort of face in this tree, which looks a bit spooky. But we were by the tree, um, and he's telling me, uh, okay, well, we'll try to summon some some UFOs. Uh, this is the area that, that I've brought many people that come to try and test me. I bring them here and I show them. Um, so let's try it now. So I filmed him for about half an hour and he holds his hands up in the sky and he prays to Lord Jesus. He says the Lord's Prayer first and then he makes prayers to God and asks if they can send something to give proof. Um, but on this day, I never saw anything. Uh, I could see lots of little planes in the sky and bits, but we didn't see anything. Um, but what I did see is the location where literally, you know, a month before I got there, couple of months before I got there he'd filmed an apparition of of the Mother Mary um, right by this tree he said he was driving down that path that he normally goes and he could see this fuzzy sort of um, what he called like a plasma like a sort of he's got photos of it you know but uh, it was like a plasma that was sort of blocking the path and then through it he could see what in the photographs looked like plasma looked like energy balls or streaks of like lights and he pulls up and he, he although he can see this plasma he, he doesn't see the mary he doesn't see these balls but he's taking photographs because he just gets an instinct to start clicking 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 and so he takes a few of these photographs um he gets back on his bike drives back home and develops them in in regards to putting them on the on the computer connecting them to youtube and up they go and then what we see is um, the Mother Mary in multiple sort of images. At one point, to me, one of the images looked like it had turned from Mother Mary into some troll or witch or some sort of other entity. It was sort of change shape. Um, that made it, you know, I felt strange about that. And I said, you know, because before I'd gone there, I'd only ever seen what you're seeing, things that are available online to watch and see and hear. And so I still didn't know, you know, my truth at that point. And so um, when I get back to his house from that afternoon, that wasn't fulfilling in that mode, but it didn't matter because we went out driving and we met some other famous people from uh, a local town where he was showing me that other swap circles have appeared in the past. Uh, he was showing me where he'd been taken. He doesn't say abducted. He says I was taken there. Uh, I agreed to it. And he was taken and dropped 14 kilometers with his motorbike, by the way, with his motorcycle, uh, not motor, it was a bicycle. A couple of years before he'd been taken in, and he was showing me the field where he was taken. And then we drove 14 kilometers to another town called um, Finland, fin Finland, it's something like that is pronounced, not like the country Finland, but Finders, Finderland or something like that. And he was telling me about a famous singer that lives there in Holland. And uh, that it was in his village that this circle had appeared and that we should go and see him and make conversation with him regarding um, him being a proof that it was also a real event in his town. But the, the, the gentleman and his wife didn't want to be public, so we've sort of kept them anonymous. But they also you know, told me off the record, yeah, this is all real events that are going on. Um, 
and they were very famous people in in holland so again there was more and more testimony coming around and everyone that i spoke to in the few days living with robert i didn't find anybody that dismissed robert or called him a charlatan or said he was a liar or said that he makes them himself these crop circles and that he's fake no one ever said that to me they were all really forward and friendly and agreed and believed and knew and other people in the town when i spoke to them in bussenhof where he lives um they would tell me about their own paranormal experiences for instance i went back to the breeder airport and i spoke to the towerman in the airport at the in the air tower and i said to him do you realize there's a crop circle at the end of your field and he said uh, well it's outside of our field so it's nothing to do with us and i don't believe in those things anyway i said well i don't care if you don't believe in it here's a photograph <laughs> have a look you know hey johnny said, now yeah, you brought well, you brought tom on here and tom has yeah. been doing all the videos you know for you guys and uh, getting everything set up uh tom can you hear me i can indeed can you hear me yeah i've got you on i've got you on here that's good okay great yeah great. tell us that's a little good. bit about your part in all this i mean what what is it that you're I'm doing just, and and, and what do you feel about machine. it all i this is all i'm doing is the communicating of the major what i think is a major release of i was a hard died in the wool skeptic okay you have to understand this is something i've been one of those people that is i want to believe and so people like me are always running around saying well give us the evidence man where's the evidence and so then the evidence comes and we have to say okay well here's some evidence so I got converted through this process into a, a, a believer, even though I was really kind of trying to function in kind of a slightly biased journalistic fashion. I got converted along the way because I really, I really think if we just keep holding at bay the evidence the way we want to see it, I think we deprive ourselves of a possible communication that these people are actually reaching out to us. So I said to myself, okay, well, what if? Why not? So, right? so you've been you've been kind of following along since the very beginning, right? Absolutely. Uh, I remember I was basically the man behind the curtain for the Dr. J Radio Live uh, radio program. Johnny was on there regularly. I, Johnny and I met through that program, as, uh, and we've been good brothers to the point of literally having knockdown, dragout fights, and then. Let's have a pint and forget about it kind of fights. We've really been brothers along the way. And Dr. J himself has been suffering from a debilitating uh, autoimmune issue. And it's just kind of knocked, knocked him down for the count. And so in the meantime, this whole thing um, has been developing with Robert. These ETs are reaching out. You know, we want to believe that it's going to come through some radio signal from space. But what if they said, well, we, we, your radio signals are kind of crude. Can we just talk straight to your cell phone? Can we just pop right in there? You don't mind if we just show you a little bit of our amazing ability to monkey with your monkey-brained technology that is just child's play for us. And you know what? We're going to have fun. You guys like to do selfies? We're going to do a selfie. How about a little photo bomb? You guys like that? We see that in your culture. We see you on Instagram constantly doing things like this. Why don't we do this? So I see kind of a playful attempt at ETs making contact outside of the box of what we probably want 
some kind of Carl Sagan or uh, Stephen Hawking event where an impossibly uh, possible signal comes from deep in space and we finally make contact with ET. Meanwhile, they've been saying, hello, we're over here. And they use the most impossible of means to touch us in such a simple way with crop circles and with these photo impressions. It's kind of comical. I almost feel like they're just having fun with us. Now, when you were filming these tentacles, I mean, what was your impression of them? I wasn't doing any of the filming. This is all Johnny Webb. This oh, okay. is the guy on the you, scene. You've just been this editing guy, it. He's the accidental tourist. This gotcha. is amazing. That Okay, there's no rank or status with these ETs. They're like, Johnny, you're our guy. We're going to show you a few things. Get ready. And he was like just kind of expecting to go down there to say hello to Robert. How you doing? Any words so far on the, on the tentacles? Have you had them tested? And boom, Johnny not only becomes kind of the observer, but he becomes a participant. And so for me, this is, I'm like, wow, watching this whole thing. Yeah, I bet I'm you so that's really it. cool. Yeah. Yeah, it's been it's been a it's been a page turner for me. It's taken me. We all want to ascend. When we say ascend, we want to mentally ascend or agree to these concepts. Well, yeah, quantum physics is possible. Um, well, yeah, we could have contact with ETs, and then it's happening with people that you've been in conversation with on a semi-regular basis, talking about these subjects. And then all of a sudden, a weird turn of events kind of comes together. Johnny says, I'm going to go down to uh, and see what's going on hands-on and drives across, you know, literally drives across the channel with the ferry, goes over there, investigate, and becomes part of the story himself. I, to me, it's just utterly fascinating. I mean, what else can you say? Absolutely. Well, we got to take a quick halftime break here. So everybody stand by. We'll be right back with you. We'll play this commercial get it out of the way and go right back into spirit photography and what it's like to be in an association with all these different items and, and these uh paranormal type events that we all wish that we could get more often so eddie and johnny are you guys there Yeah, I'm here. I don't have to still recording. Available now. Okay. Charles Spray. Do you have problems? Do you constantly find yourself turning on the light of truth and finally come out of the woodwork? Yeah, thanks for coming in, Tom, and, and giving your opinion as well. It's all good. Yeah, very good, yeah. Okay, great. Spray as long as it contributes. All of the different types of trolls. Chills. False prophets. I'm just babbling. Doomsayers. And, of course, those ever fearsome hostile radio show hosts. It works on them all. Get Troll Spray today. Available only at LM Radio Network. Spray the trolls away with Troll Spray. Why subscribe to Late Night in the Midlands, you ask? Well, I'll tell you why. Late Night in the Midlands covers everything. And through the thousands of expert so guests fun. who have joined Michael Vera on his show, come pieces well, of the it. big puzzle, which started many years ago. Michael and his guests reveal information dating oh, back to the beginning of time. To this very moment... Michael Vera not only brings you the best guests with the best information, but Michael is not afraid to call out those who are less than honest. You see, in this day and age, 
We need a radio show we can count on and a radio host we can trust to expose the truth one show at a time. So become a late-nighter and subscribe now. Talk radio like no other. Late Night in the Midlands, bringing the truth back to talk radio. Great fear and trembling shall seize them, even to the ends of the earth. The earth shall be hurt, and all things which in it perish, while judgment shall come upon all, even upon all the righteous. Behold, he comes with ten thousands of his saints, to execute judgment upon them, and destroy the wicked. Yet as God has appointed, so are all things brought to pass. No peace shall be to you. Do you think social media is the end-all be-all? Do you live and breathe by Fakebook and other platforms? Do you spend hours and hours endlessly going through posts by alleged friends in an endless quest to have a life? You need Fake Away, available exclusively through the LM Radio Network. Our crack scientific teams have worked tirelessly to perfect this product and have made it available to you through this limited offer. Fake Away can solve the problems suffered by you and many others. It can help you understand you have been snowed by the fake media, the social media biases you encounter every time you click refresh, and even help your hair grow by keeping you from pulling it out over the smallest offenses. Get Fake Away today, only through LM Radio Network. Fake Away is not for shills, disinfo agents, lovers of politicians who keep screwing the country, constant end of the world predictors, liars, hostile radio show hosts, or snowflakes.
Okay, and we are back. I hope everybody enjoyed that little tune that was playing there with uh, this uh, zombie army and things of that nature. Kind of reminded me of that old radio show where, you know, there was the all the aliens were attacking Earth. Remember that one? Mm-hmm. It was from way back, caused a big panic. That kind of War of thing. the Worlds. War of the Worlds, yeah. So, I mean, it was Orson Welles. Mm-hmm. You know, that was just that was just a phenomenal show. But uh, we're coming back. Uh, we've got Renee Rodriguez, my co-host. We have also Miguel Cantu, which is our director and producer. And we have Dylan Holiday, the man. <laughs> you got to say it, Dylan. Hello. We don't shy. hear you. Um, still we're, not, we're, we're still He's still shocked. He's not talking. Renee, can you hear me? Okay, for some reason, we are not hearing anybody. I hear you. Oh, we've got you. (laughs) Padre, you've got Tom here. We've got Tom. Yeah, but we still, we don't have uh, Dylan or Renee. We've got them over here. We see them. Renee's waving his hands. (laughs) Dylan's waving his hands. And once again, we love this program. It's so awesome. Mm. Um, Well... You know, I was going to ask you guys if you heard any echoing, but uh, no. it'd be even nice if we had echoing coming from you. But mm-hmm. so uh, let's, I'm not getting while, any while we're working here. on everything, sounds pretty normal to me. Yeah. Well, same. while we're working on that problem with these two guys, uh, let's go ahead. Well, let me what, let me see something here. Okay, guys, try talking. We've got so much more to offer. Nope. Just kidding. Mm. <laughs> okay, well, uh, let's continue on with the spirit photography. And uh, we'll work with uh, Renee and Dylan on this other problem over here off to the side. But we want to talk more about the videos that you have taken while you are actually working on the spirit photography. I mean, could you take videos showing that these cameras are taking pictures and what they're taking pictures of, and it'll be nothing, 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 nothing. And then, boom, you've got... A photograph think, of something that wasn't Robert there. I think Robert explained this really. It's actually in the interview. He explains it. That what they're doing is, this is where it goes way above and beyond our ability to just kind of put it in a box. So what he's saying is that these ETs are actually able to go out and grab existing images in the ether that have gone out there because somebody took the picture. It's part of somebody's timeline. And it has gone into this thing called the Akashic Record. They're able to access the Akashic Record and photo impress that image into the camera. So that it looked, of course it looks like an image I've seen before because it was. And so he said they're able to actually access this massive database of imagery that's out there in relationship to a conscious entity. In this case that he showed Johnny's wife. And then they got the impressions of Art Bell. 
and then they got the impressions of the two ETs. So they're able to access this Akashic record as if it's like, okay, what did you what any can I show you anything else? Because that night Johnny asked for Art Bell. How long was it since they asked you, Johnny, that they did that? How long how many hours? About five hours. <laughs> Right. About four, yeah, within within like literally, it was uh, early evening and then four o'clock in the morning. Uh, I can't remember the exact time, but the, 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 each photograph is stamped and timed, and anyone is welcome to these photos to examine them, to test you them. Know, so can, they like. can I say something too, Johnny? I want to say this in reference to the way you watch these videos. Go and watch the videos, and what you're going to see is Robert generally saying, "Sorry, I, I I'm sorry, I just didn't get anything." And then he is just as amazed as Johnny is as they fold up one of these pictures and it's like, holy crap, look at this. Robert is equally as amazed. I don't think he's faking. There's no faking here. This is a genuine response. And I, this is what kind of flipped it for me is that this quantum universe that these people are communicating on is a playground for them literally making us look like almost barely above the trees monkeys i mean we are really not getting how advanced these people are these are some extremely advanced people that are talking to us and they're using the best thing they can which is imagery yeah i i absolutely don't think he's faking it at all i mean i i've i watched what he's doing this I is see, our moment this I mean, is our moment right now this I is see, the moment where we go oh wow they're actually communicating to us well, you know, no, I, I give see you my you guys. Word that what I've witnessed is real. It's it's a real experience. There is no fakery. It was live as it happened, raw in front of me. I am not here to participate with Robert and to. It's 11 11 you know, right now. 21 not, 11 right now. Uh, yeah, I'm not, I'm not trying to, you know, make a fake thing with Robert. I don't know Robert that way, you know. I only know him to be a genuine, sincere person uh, that has a mediumship and has the psychic abilities to. Can to I say contact. this in Robert's defense? If he was trying to do something uh, nefarious, he's doing a very bad job. There is an innocence and a sincerity to, to Robert that comes through. This is me personally, but I believe that what he's—I believe that he's sincere, and I believe this experience is valid. And I think if we keep holding up this pitchfork of evidence, 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 these entities or people or persons of the cosmos are reaching across. The great divide of zero language skills with either language, but they're going, here you go. We know you need evidence. How about this? So here we go. I'm like, to me, this is the story of the century. This gave me proof that my God is real, you know, and I'm not talking about Robert's God because it's the same God. It's just that he says he's a higher God above all stars and all constellations and that uh, all aliens are our space brothers and sisters. And see, We're all made by him. We but don't have me, a stake in this. I don't have a stake in this other than love the fact that I love being involved in it. So there's something coming through that's just... Hey, here's Robert. I'm going to bring him in. Mr. Vandenbroek. Hello, Johnny. I'm, oh, thank you. Thank you for hey, turning Robert, up. It's Tom. I'm here as well. Good to see we're, you. We're, we're live with Eddie uh, on Eddie Hill show. So. Um, oh, that's good. Yes, I was. Uh, I, I was expected it was around 
three, but maybe it was earlier. I, I maybe I've made a mistake in the Dutch time. I don't hope so, but maybe. Yeah, I, I made a mistake. So we're an hour late, so it doesn't matter, Robert, but you're here, and so uh, we'll oh, give you back sorry. to Eddie. Yes. Yeah, it's a pleasure to meet you, Robert. Thanks for joining us. Yeah, it's a pleasure to meet you also. Thank you that uh, we have the opportunity to uh, be on your uh, program. It's uh, wonderful. Thank you so much. Yeah, we appreciate it so much. We've been looking at some of the photos that you had and talking about uh, you know, some of the evidence that you picked up and that is going out for DNA testing as well. Yes, that's uh, that that's uh, it's a very special time for me uh, on this moment. I uh, have uh, I was having a lots of experience since my childhood, and uh, I was suspect that everybody uh, was having that. Uh, and later, I was discovered that uh, not everybody was having that. And then, um, yeah, it was very difficult for me, of course. Uh, I was thinking that I was crazy in my head, and yeah, my childhood was. Uh, very difficult but now uh, I can deal with it and uh, my parents know that it is real and everybody around me knows uh, that it is real and uh, when people uh, take uh, the opportunity to meet me and to do self-research and they uh, they can be skeptical but when they come self and they do research they will find out that it is real and that it is not a lie and uh, I will fight for it that people will know that it is real and uh, in 2015 I was having a uh, very heavy experience <clears throat> I don't know or John have tell uh, the experience with uh, tentacle uh, type of creatures that is I, I've never seen or heard of any of the creatures having the tentacles the way uh, they came across to you but and, and I think that is just so awesome yes thank you it's uh, it's very heavy it's uh, uh, it was in uh, 2015 I was having uh, for years now I have uh, uh, lots of experience with uh, extraterrestrials um, I know that it's very difficult for lots of people to believe or to understand but I swore in the name of God that I have this experience and I know that also other people have this experience and that it is very difficult for some people to believe it but um, I feel that I must prepare, prepare people for extraterrestrial contact that it is good and that we can be part of a space family in the future uh, when we let go discrimination and don't discriminate each other more and have respect for each other and learn about unconditional love then we get also the right to travel to time and space and visit other planets and some extraterrestrials will help us by this process and in 2015 I was having an experience that I was feel that I must go outside I was get very strong the need to get fresh air I was not having the specific feeling what I have for many years that I feel that a crop circle was coming but I was get very strong the need to go outside and I was go outside and then I was driving with my motorbike to Breda airport that's an airfield in, in my village uh, where I was living on that moment Bosnoft and I was see a light bulb in a distance then I was first thinking uh, a little bit cr critical maybe it's an airplane 
maybe it's a helicopter and it was around one in the night maybe 12 one in the night and uh, then i was coming closer and i was feel that the light bulb was having consciousness and that it was uh, invent me uh, uh, invite me that I can come closer, that it is okay that I come closer. I was feel that the light bulb was have consciousness. When I was uh, come there, it was hovering above a field, above a sort of grass field, and it was a sort of egg-shaped form, what I uh, remember me myself uh, strong. A little bit white, blue, yellow, and I was walking in the fields. And on the moment that I was standing in the fields, two light bulbs was shooting out the egg-shaped ball. It was starting to spinning. Then a sort of liquid form was coming out the two of light bulbs, and two creatures was forming. One tall, one little one. And the little one was looked like a child, but I'm not sure if it was a child or a growing up adult that was more little. And I was see the tentacles was coming uh, out of the body from the uh, creatures, from the aliens. And the creatures was look like, a little bit look like the typical gray alien. That's what they was having a, this the same typical form or from head, a little bit gray, white with black, big black eyes. And um, I was standing for them and I have I suffer my whole life a little bit uh, from bacterial anxiety uh, I have a little bit bacterial phobia I clean my hands many times and uh, everybody have something uh, in in their own life what's uh, what what is difficult sometimes and the first the first thing that I was thinking oh my goodness these creatures will come maybe from another biotope and there are other bacterials there, and maybe they uh, make me sick. You know, it's 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 when you go to Asia, you must get shots. You know that you not get sick on this planet. And when they come from another biotope, maybe they will make me sick. And I was afraid, but then I was feel immediately coming a sort of big God consciousness or the source of the light of how people will feel that the, the consciousness that's standing above all the star constellations and all all the solar systems. I was feel that I was get protection and that that the source or God or how you will call it was tell me no, don't be afraid. All the aliens in space and also the humans are created by me, by the source. We come all out the same light and then we have many houses. Don't be afraid, you have protection. Your job is to prepare people also on the extraterrestrial contact collective on this planet. And don't be afraid, you have protection. You can shake them your hand, you know. And then I was feel that my anxiety was go away. I was feel a very deep, all all overcoming love coming out these creatures. It was feels, I, I cannot give it words, but I was pointing my hand and then the tentacle was coming to me and was curl around my hand. And I, it was feels so deep, lovely. I was feel, it was feels almost the same when you have a baby kitten in your hand. And uh, also it was feels very big and powerful, you know, much more powerful than humans. But it was feels also very adult, but adult 
in a not human way, in a spiritual way, you know, I was not feel aggression, I was not feel just, I was not feel uh, aggre aggression or discrimination or, and I was do it and I was feel, it was feels a little bit wet, a little bit, and it was smells like fish. And that was very strange, of course. Um, some people will say maybe it was stinking, but I will not say that out of respect for them. Maybe we stink, uh, maybe they think that we stinked, you know, and it's, uh, <laughs> yeah, of course. And it, it, uh, on that moment, it was feels for me as an historical moment. And I understand when people hear this, that they think, you know, this guy's maybe a fruitcake. He has lost his mind. This is this is too far out. This 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 is this this is science fiction. I can only say when skeptical people say that intuition not exists. Please, people, feel and listen. Feel what your intuition say when you hear that I'm talking. I'm not lying. I was experiencing this for real. And then I was get very strong the feeling that the goodbye moment was coming, that I must leave when they were standing for me. And I go now further with my uh, story. I must tell, I must finish my story, of course. But then I was feel when I was standing before the creatures that the moment was coming that they must leave me. And it was feel so emotional. And I was feel that I will go with them. You know, this earth is, uh, this planet is very heavy for me to be here. You know, it's, it's, it's difficult to live with my gifts and know this unconditional love and living between the people. But it's also a chance and an opportunity. And then they will say to me, not in English, not in Dutch, or not in some other language, telepathic, I was one with them, I was get, they were speaking in my heart, directly, no doubt about it, I was getting my head, we will give you some physical evidence, we will give you something, and I was expected they will maybe give a stone, or some white powder, or something like that, and then there was coming a sort of white blue light around the creatures and they was levitating. I was see that they was leave the ground levitating and then a light was spinning very fast around the two creatures. And then I was hearing tap, 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 tap in the grass and then I was see tentacles lay down on the grass. And I was get, you know, I was, I was shocked. I remember me and I see it now again in my head how it was going on that moment. I was afraid on that moment that something was going wrong with the dematerialization. I was get uh, a little bit the anxiety that it was the same like the Philadelphia experiment, that something was wrong. And I was say in my head, you know, please, does everything go okay with the dematerialization? But I uh, was feel this unconditional love and the last thing that I want is that this very sweet, kind creatures was hurt or get wounded, wounded, you know. And then I was getting my head, no, this is what we will give you. These are the physical evidence that we will give you. And then 
I was thinking, oh my goodness, but that feels for me, or I cut my arm off and I would give it to somebody else. And then they will say, don't worry, they will grow automatically back by us. Then the two light bulbs were shooting in the egg shape, and the egg shape, I remember me, and I don't know how I must explain it. I, it was not fly away, but it was the same way you turn a television screen out. It was going, you know, a sort of vertical zapped away. And on that moment, I was standing there with my bacterial phobic anxiety, but I was feel the presence from the universe around me that I must not have anxiety. Then my job was, of course, to take the tentacles. And I was took the tentacles from the ground. And uh, first, I must say, I was go to my motorbike. I was having a plastic packet pack, and I was do it around my hands, a piece of plastic, and then I was take the tentacles and do them in uh, some some coffin on my motorbike. And then I was asking my head, or I was having all the tentacles, and I was getting my head, yes, you have them. And then I was driving home. I was coming at home, I was bringing it in my house, in the living room, and it was smelled terrible to fish. I was smelled as very, not terrible, uh, I, I hope that they forgive me, sorry, when I say it, I don't mean terrible, but I was reeling this very penetrating fish smelling. And then I was take, uh, took a plastic, piece of plastic, uh, black plastic, and I was uh, lay it down on the ground and uh, bring the tentacle parts on it and make pictures and then I was think what I must do now you know and I, the first thing that was coming in, in my mind was bring them in the freezer uh, you know uh, when they come from another biotope maybe uh, bacterial from this biotope will destroy them uh, I don't know what will happening and I was thinking when I will hold them I do them in the in the freezer because I was do plastic packets around it and I was bring them in the freezer and then I was you know I bring now for years I try to prove that it is real what I experience and I was asked all the scientific societies in the Netherlands or they will come to look to it and test the DNA and you will not believe what is happening. Nobody will have, was having interest. Nobody. So you and it's serious. You could not get anybody to test these objects that was left for you to try exactly. and prove or disprove yeah, what exactly. they were. Exactly. And I was bring it. I was try to get it in Nijmegen on the university, and some woman was try to help me, but she was not coming through. Uh, through it with it she was not get the real access and now i'm very happy that uh, johnny webb was uh, 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 traveled to the netherlands he was first uh, not knowing what he must expect uh, of course he was having the healthy uh, skeptical part also from you know i must first see and look what is happening there and he was visit me uh, and the reason that he was visit me was to 
take the the body parts, the alien body parts, and bring them to an institute where there is scientific official institute where they can test it. And Johnny have now take them with them and bring them to uh, uh, the the, the uh, museum from uh, historical um, nature museum from uh, London. It's uh, from the ro- royalty and it's it's very high. It's 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 the most official scientific research. Does he don't bring it to Fuzzy? Yeah, with all the respect, Fuzzy uh, GFO uh, conspiracy researchers. And then skeptical people will say, yeah, of course they bring it to that person. When they will say, yeah, it's from an alien. We have we can prove it. No. I have decided, and Johnny have decided, we bring it to an official, big scientific uh, institute. And when he was visit me, and in the time that he was by me in this uh, uh, week, uh, he was witness with me how a crop circle was forming right for his eyes. And this is uh, wonderful. He was never ever seeing this in his life, and he was see it. And I see it as a presence from above that they show when people are not lazy, when they don't discuss, when they don't just or don't yelling that it is fake before, but when they uh, put energy in it and they will come and do self-research, open and truthful, they will get support. And it's it's wonderful. And Johnny Webb is a um, neutral person, neutral person. He is... Uh, knowing me only from two interviews before and now he visits me and uh, he gets this experience and this is happening with more people uh, more people was witness lots of things also scientific research and Nancy Talbot in the past she was doing research for 26 years with me and she was see also our crop circles forming in uh, almost a garden from my house on uh, a field there. What so is I'm it, Robert? I'm very happy with it. Uh, very happy. Yeah, Eddie. Sorry Rob. that I talk so much. Oh, that's okay. That's great. Yeah, but I was going to say. I, try. I don't know how many times we have to be on air. I try to uh, make it compact, of course. Well, so. you know what? I'd I like to have you back as many times as I can. You know, because I think this is so important that you're trying to get this out. And I really appreciate you taking the time to be out here with us. But thank what you, is it? But, but you also thank you that you are so open-minded, uh, Eddie. This is uh, for us, uh, for me, for Johnny, for a lot of people. They're waiting on the moment from disclosure that we can get more insight in other well, dimensions. In, I look at it like this. Space. If you're in this type of business, you have to have an open mind. I mean, there's no way exactly. about it. Exactly. Yeah, I agree with you. Um, yes. <laughs> there's going to be yeah. things that are going to come to us that we're not going to understand. There's going to be things that are going to be coming to us that might be so complex that we're, we're, we're not going to know what to think about it. Or there may be things such as these uh, tentacles that were left for you that we may think we know what they are. We may even test and they may even show up as being what we think they might be. But what was the purpose of them being left to begin with? You know, and and it's like we've talked about this a bunch, but you know, you're not going to go and spend over $500 on something that you are sure that it's not going to be what we think it might be. 
and I was pay it. I I pay itself. You know. I pay. I pay. I pay self the research. This is uh, Stan, a uh, friend of me, and I pay it. We pay the research for the research, the scientific research. When I, when I was talking, yeah, uh, it sounds a little bit ordinary. When 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 I was talking poop, I don't pay a lots of money for a scientific research from a hoax from myself. I will not do that. I believe uh, in what I was seeing. I know what I was seeing, and I will die for it. When I lying, they can shoot me dead. You well, know, it's 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 true. I I swore it on my life, you know, and uh, God is the witness, is the most important witness. The universe know that I'm not a liar, and that Johnny is not a liar, and many people with me. You know, Robert, we're, so, we're so, things around me. We're supposed to take yeah. a break, but I'm not going to take a break because I want to uh, continue onward. We've already got well, two I've commercials got a quick question out for you, Robert. Uh, now you have these abilities for for most of your life or all your life. Is there any way that some somebody can learn what you what you do? Is there any techniques that some people can use to to do what you're doing? Are we having still connections? I don't hear something. Oh, yeah. oh sorry. Yeah, we're for some reason, we're we're not getting Renee's audio through to y'all uh, to can you hear. Ask but you just asked a question. Um, what what kind of abilities would somebody need to be able to experience these things? Like, is it is it something that uh, I can learn? Think, was it something learned, or is it just something that you know you just was happenstance and you just came across these beings and, and sword in the stone? Jesus said, "Come to me like a child," and that's how he's got to be. When you look at the Dalai Lama, he's very childish. When I when I was with Robert, he was very not childish like childish like behavior, but but in very innocent very um you know not you know, not Johnny, take you're absolutely right but i also think with you and robert both have been like the sword in the stone you have a lot of expert ufologists right now all clamoring for their book and book tours and their latest interpretation of whatever has been happening and you in your humble status took it upon yourself to go do personal research and you've been like the sword in the stone. Nobody would expect Johnny Webb. Who is this guy from nowhere? And you decided, you know what? I want to go see for myself, and I want to document. And you did a reasonable job of documenting. Yes, absolutely, absolutely. I, yes, that's what I think. I mean, you experienced not only just documentation, but you experienced as well. So it was like the sword in the stone. Just a humble guy that nobody expected anything would happen, and boom. Uh, look at what happened. I just utterly amazed myself. I, I was just asking you, well, you teach Yeah, likewise. You know, um, I still say, you know, even though I went there and I spent time with Robert and Robert had all these things happen in front of me, uh, all this time I was talking to my inner consciousness, my God, my Jesus, my way to the, to the truth and love. And that was what I knew. And so, as I say, I, I kept repeating internally, you know, if this isn't your work, Lord, Please show me, you know, and I've been a Christian all my life. I'm not ashamed to be a Christian. I believe that, that through Jesus that we find salvation, that we find truth and spirit. And I know that these paranormal programs are dealing with spirit, but maybe they don't fully understand the unconditional love that is with that. Um, but for me, um, everything was just it was phenomenal for me because I never thought that I'd see all these things. I thought I was only going to test tentacles. But when I see these phenomena myself 
um, there is no denying it. There's no denying for me the Lord. There's no denying for me that when Art Bell came to those pictures or, or the images of what looked like Art Bell come to those pictures showed me a man that was 30 years younger, that was smiling and happy, and that, to me, like, was telling me life is also after death, you know, that there is still life. You don't die. And Jesus told us we don't die. But, um... Exactly, yes. But, you know, that's my personal thing. But, um, anyway, Robert, we'll, we'll please, go ahead. <clears throat> no, thank you for your... Uh explanation and how they, how you tell um, that you tell how you was experiencing itself and uh, for me is a very important fact is that um, the source above all the physical universe and non-physical universe there's above all the star constellations all the solar systems is the most important thing and some people call it God God or whitey or the light but that have created everything and when you have contact, you make contact with that source, you are all the time safe when you dealing with people, living people, or when you're dealing with extraterrestrials, you be in the presence of the light, and that's very important, that before you make contact with spirits or with um, extraterrestrials, that you make first contact with this all uh, powerful lights and uh, I, I will not make it to religion I'm not uh, a, a religion priest but I believe that um, we have got a born right from a big light source a big consciousness source and that we live forever that we cannot destroy the mind we cannot not destroy the soul and um, that that's a very important part. The first reali realization by people that there is life after the death will create that they let go aggression, that they uh, get not so strong the need to uh, have lots of money or prove themselves in this way or get identity, then they get rest and they can enjoy every moment from life also when they don't get exactly what they want, but they get some rest and some unconditional love. And that's also some adult consciousness that some extraterrestrials, what we call extraterrestrials on some planets have they have a longer evolution sometimes the planet is um, uh, exist longer than this planet and they have uh, a more longer spiritual evolution uh, psychologic um, spiritual physical and they have more get more god consciousness that they lost sophistic ideas they lost uh, religion fight ideas, you know, from this religion is better than that religion. They know that there is a source. We all believe on a source, but we have given names to explain later this God was the best God, you know, and that's a fight that's an, 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 an begin from lots of wars on this planet. And we know all that there is some big consciousness above us, but we cannot give it exactly a name. It's, it's, it's it not fit in a word, you know, and uh, masters like Jesus or other masters, they are very uh, big. They have uh, make um, 
that God was coming closer by people and that heaven of what we call heaven the life after the dead was yeah more uh, that we was get more knowledge from it and how we can get a peaceful um, association and association on this planet but we have still not learned from it and the source or how you will call it God or whatever tries every time to get a relation with us with extraterrestrials and I'm sure that that we standing now on the begin on the time jump to get more contact with extraterrestrials collective and that we are in the future also part from an space um, a space family that we have not only countries on this planet but that we can have contact with other extraterrestrials and they can give us presents I was get also the message that they will bring us presents scientifically um, psychologically do you think that they've already brought us different types of gifts or presents Robert yes uh, or, or they have done it already or they will do it in the future you mean or now Dylan you've been pretty quiet this whole time uh, what's your perspective on all this I mean what are you thinking I'm just sinking it all in you know this is a lot for me to handle as as someone who um who isn't uh you know certain about what's out there i will say though i've been taking notes the whole show and as i say every week there's consistency i believe it and there's consistency yeah we had dylan talking just now so uh, i know y'all were having a tough time hearing him but uh he was uh he was just giving an observation oh gotcha okay you guys are good to go ahead now, Renee, uh, what's your thoughts so far? You can't hear me, can you? Can you all hear uh, Renee? No. No? Okay. No, we cannot. Ask him the no, question about teaching people or teach people how to do this. Okay, Renee wants to know if you can teach people how to do what you do with the spirit photography and with the contacts and contacting these alien beings and actually be in touch with these kind of uh, beings. If there's a certain thing that you can do or is there some way, you know, anybody can learn it? I mean, is this something that anybody can do or anybody has the ability or is this something that you've only seen so far that you've had the ability? Um, you, 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 will, you will be born with a mediumship. It's, it's the higher source decides, uh, d- decides or you can, give, can get these gifts, you get these gifts. Uh, written reason um, this is some born right you must have the gift and that's very important to to can handle all this information and can handle all this uh, other dimensions not everybody uh, can handle this in this time frame it will destroy the comfort zone from some people too much and they will starting to be psychotic then um, but I'm sure that everybody will come on the point where I uh, stay now, you know. I'm I'm a normal person. I'm not thinking that I'm more than another person. Uh, my gifts are sometimes also a pain in the ass. Sometimes I was wishing that I was not have it. Sorry that I say it in this way, but I'm I'm very happy and thankful 
when I help people or when I do now this on the radio or I give lectures or I help people or animals, then I'm happy, you know, or when extraterrestrials visit me, that makes me happy. But I feel also the pain from other people, the pain from animals. But I'm sure, sure that everybody can come uh, and can do in the future what I do. And that they can experience also what I experience. Of course, that's everybody must come on that point in the steel that fits with them. And I, I'm sure that everybody can practice it and can learn to communicate with spirits, with guides, with angels, with extraterrestrials. I'm sure that everybody have the rights and everybody can learn it. And what very important is is that people must take serious try to take very serious the first thing that's coming up in the mind out of the blue with no reason many people uh, recognized that when they are sitting in the home and somebody is uh, coming in the mind and a living person is pupped up in the mind out of the blue then the telephone uh, is, uh, uh, you know, they're hearing the telephone and they pick up the phone and they hearing that the person is calling them. That's the regular telepathy between living persons. But it is also possible when uh, somebody is um, get very strong, out of the blue, with no reason, a dead grandmother think out of the blue on the dead grandmother or father or a dead mother of course she will not call through the telephone but it means that her spirit is around you and that she is thinking on that moment on you it's the first thing that's coming up in your mind it's the same when you read the newspaper the ra- you hearing that the radio is on and the television is on and somebody somebody is doing very very in a very soft way this <laughs> tap 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 very very quiet and you must learn to recognize that little signal between all the sh- you know all the white noise it's it's everybody can learn it it's the same as muscle training you can learn to train your gift when you're driving back to home and you're living with a wife or a boyfriend uh, whatever and you try to see what the first thing is what's coming up in your mind is there somebody else in home that visits uh, your partner or visit your children you know uh, is there maybe an uncle there or is there a neighbor that drinking coffee the first thing that's coming in your in your mind not what you think but what you see what is the first thing that popped up and nine from the ten times it's right many people can feel also when they starting to call somebody through the telephone you know and they're hearing this knee 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 and you know, then they're waiting to the moment when that person pick up the phone. They feel sometimes in the deep, by the first time when you know the noise is starting to waiting, or the person is pick up the phone. They feel sometimes in the deep a pessimistic feeling. He will not pick up the phone. He is not ready for it. He don't want it, or he is not at home, or he is not. Uh, you know, and 
many times it's right, you know, and this sort of experience, many people have it, but you can train it and then you can learn also to have telepathic contact, recognize telepathic signals from people they are passed over or extraterrestrials. And meditation, meditation can help also that you make your mind more empty. And children are perfect mediums. Also, animals are perfect mediums. They animals are healers. And be, lots of. I will also give people the advice: go a lots of in lot in uh, a lots in nature. Sorry, in nature. That's very good. Wow. But everybody can learn it. I'm sure. <coughs> Renee, did that kind of answer your question so far? It did. It did. It really did. Um, so I, I wanted to ask him about the Akashic Records. If what, I could include uh, when he's finished. Johnny was asking about. Uh, you were going to uh, jump in and say what, Renee? Uh, I wanted him to. He, what Johnny was asking about the Akashic Records. Uh -huh. what, what does it mean? What is it? Can you ask? Okay. Renee wants to know what you meant Robert. by the Akashic Records. Akashic Records. Yeah, Akashic Records. Akashic Records? Yeah, the Akasha Records. Of, uh, yeah, Akasha Records. Akasha Records? Yes, yes. That's the uh, library from the universe. This all what we think, all what we have write, all what we have typed, uh, everything, all what we have created is in it. It's a sort of universal chip um, where everything is going to. Uh, I have discovered when I make pictures when clients was coming by me and uh, when I was making they was asked will you make pictures with this camera then I was making pictures with the camera and then I was see that that relatives was as appearing on the camera hmm. and uh, that people when people were going back to home they was discovered that they was having having in a map or in a photo book exactly that same image that was coming on my picture and that shows that they, that they are borrowed images and um, that shows that spirits when spirits are living in the other world or in the etherical universe they are most all the time formless they are most all the time light balls or orbs but when they will get make connection with the family members or with friends they show themselves how they was look like when they was living on the earth most of the time much younger but they use the Akasha record where every picture is or every image is that that they are sure that the family recognize them and also the skull project that was a famous scientific uh, project scientific uh, researchers there was discover also when mediums was making pictures that many times there was uh, apparitions from pictures that already exist and also uh, in the documentary calling her from Dendrason he was filming also me and testing me on the strict conditions uh, you can see that also uh, uh, on, on YouTube uh, there was discovered also that um, in many cases with spiritual photographic uh, images from also other mediums that um, you was get this borrowed images, images that already exist. And skeptics come sometimes with a very simplistic explanation. Yeah, of course, 
they do Photoshop, they take it from internet, they do Photoshop, they, they cut it with a scissor out of the books and they hold it for the lens. But I can say you that's nonsense, absolutely nonsense. In my case it's nonsense, but I've been tested for so many times by scientific researchers, they give me the camera, they're filming the lens, they film my shoulders, they do the chip in it, constantly, like Big Brother, they're filming, then Drayson documentary maker was do this also, they call it the close box, that trickery is not possible, and Frederick Jurgensen, the founder from White Noise, was appearing on the picture, and that was amazing, uh, it's, it's absolutely real you know now, now robert <clears throat> we'd like to sometime hopefully maybe get over there with you and maybe do some yeah, investigations yeah. and film with you would this be possible yes of course you are very welcome and i thank you that you are um uh, that you will do research that you will come same like johnny to do research to find out What's this happening? And that's the best proof. That's well, we have uh, we have our director and producer Miguel Cantu sitting here right next to me, and uh, we were talking about this, and we were talking about possibly going up there meeting with you as well, and filming one of the episodes with you in reference to uh, some of these spirit photographs and contactees with the extraterrestrials and that kind of a thing, and see what we yes, could actually capture very, and bring all our equipment. Yeah, you you are very welcome. I I uh, I will tell it. I will bring this ID to the spirit world and to um, the universe and what ask them if they will uh, work for it. If, if they will have help. If they will help, open, that would yeah. be that would be awesome. Miguel, what do you yeah, think about absolutely. doing that? Absolutely. Any any kind of proof that we can get. I mean, it's one thing yeah. for somebody to, like you said, see see a picture and assume that these aren't real. These are just photo manipulations. Uh, but it's another thing when you have that that closed environment and you're you're actually taking more control on these experiments and having a second person, a second video camera or a third video camera and different perspectives watching as it happens and to see the 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 photos develop or you know be taken instantly with a digital camera or however you're taking exactly. Them. Yeah, uh, that's that, what that's what any doubts. Yes, 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 and that's also what Dan Drayson was doing. Uh, maybe John can send you uh, the clip from Dan Drayson also. But we can do a sort of Big Brother that you all from from our different parts of the living room, you filming me. You know when I'm making pictures, and it you give your camera, your camera, not my camera, give it and watching me all the time like a hook. And I'm sure the same is again happening. You know, it's mm -hmm. real, and I, I will do it. I believe you. I believe you. Yeah. I just want to be able to get out there and help you get this to as many people as possible. And let me ask you this real Thank quick, because we're running kind of running out of time over here. But um, what is the message you want to give to most people right now in reference to what is going on with you? I mean, probably try and do it within about a minute, because we're we're almost out of time. Yes, we're living in a very special time and it's very important for people that they know that life is not an accident, it's not a biologic accident. Watch to your body how all the organs fits with each other, how perfect every body, how, how perfect every body part is designed that you can watch with your eyes, that you can uh, repeat memories. It's a proof that there is a consciousness and this time the other dimensions will come and close by us and 
open your heart for it. It's real and good, and you will you will get a an, an much more quiet and better life when you listen to your intuition and believe what you see, and when you are open for it, then it will come to you. And life is not an accident. Be sweet for each other. And, and life, one more question. Yes. Robert, can you do this with video as well or just with uh, cameras? Most all the time cameras, but I've also experienced with videos, yes. I was uh, in my sleep room in the past filming also aliens, and that was with video camera. This not with the digital, but with real, real videotapes uh, in it. And uh, I have an idea I will, hanging in my sleep room, I will... Uh, uh, place a uh, camera that filming infrared all the time or with night shots all the time also when I'm sleeping but I'm sure that maybe my higher self is also do things and I will say to people maybe you will see an apparition from me when lots of people in the world sent me emails that they see me and uh, also when they was never ever hear from me and they was getting a message of their get and healing and um, that will mean that my higher self is traveling you know sometimes I know itself but sometimes I don't know itself which is but it is good and I thank people that they um, will listen to me and that they um, will take me seriously and then they will get help from out the other world also that they know that it is real. I, I thank God every day for the miracles that are happening, the, 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 the things that are happening. They are sort of arrows, positive arrows that shooting through this world. Uh, to open the eyes from people that there is hope for the world, that we are not alone, that we coming out of the matrix, we coming more in the light and in the goodness. goodness. Yes. Well, Robert, listen, man, we appreciate you being with us, everybody. Robert Vandenbroek. We also have Johnny Webb, and we have Tom, the video man. That was uh, videotaping everybody. And we'd like to thank yes, everybody yes. for he, listening. He's a really good, uh, real good uh, editor. He makes very nice uh, video clips. I'm sure that we will hear more from him. Yeah, and he um, really does. He does a great job on it. And we'd like to thank yeah. all of you for being with us. And thank once you, again, man. from uh, our producer, Miguel Cantu, myself, Eddie Hill, Renee Rodriguez, my co-host, and Dylan Holiday, mother co-host, which I'm sorry y'all didn't uh, get to really hear a whole lot, but this was such an interesting show. I really appreciate you guys being here, and we want to thank you once again, and maybe we can get you all on here again and talk more about it and get more in-depth about it, and absolutely. we are looking forward to possibly planning yes, a absolutely. trip. And you are very, you are guys, uh, guys, you are very welcome in the Netherlands, and I will send a message to uh, above to the to the universe that something will happening and uh, i thank you all guys uh, that you help a lots of people to open the eyes that there is more between heaven and earth well thank you again y'all we appreciate it and we hope to be talking to you guys again real soon take care everybody we appreciate y'all listening to paranormal analytical and we shall see you again next week take care night all Quiet. Yeah, stand by. Standing by.